0: Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is Episode 49. With me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, let's get our uh, let's talk about our friends really quick, and then uh, let's introduce our guest.
1: Okay, uh, so friends of the show, uh, first and foremost, if you're looking for that uh, new pinball machine or anything to accessorize your game room, please contact uh, Zach and Nicole at Flipping Out Pinball. Uh, always uh, useful to help out. Uh, secondly, also, if you want to uh, check out Ray Day Pinball, he'll be able to give you all the tips on the machines and teach you how you're supposed to be playing as opposed to you flailing, flailing around like I do. Uh, also, this week in pinball, uh, please check out uh, Jeff Patterson's site. He ha- he goes through all of the information and summarizes it into five quick talking points. Uh, also, check out my friend's uh, blog, The Pinball Loft. It uh, just has uh, his review of the Avengers, and He has a lot of uh, fun tidbits of information. Also, pin shades. Uh, if you want to be able to play on location without those annoying glaring lights, uh, go ahead and pick out the pin shades. Uh, there's also a uh, Black Friday uh, code. I'm sure it's still active. It's a uh, loser kid. Uh, is it pinball? Bf. Thing? It's it, Bf. Okay. Uh, check out the uh, th- the Black Friday sale. Loser kid Bf. Uh, also, uh, Brian Allen, if you're looking for the alternative uh, translites for classic uh, Williams Valley games, uh, check it out. I have the Medieval Madness one in my uh, game, and it's a lot of fun just to swap it out. Uh, just mix it up a little bit. Also, check out Lit Frames. If you want that trans light to be illuminated and you don't have the game, go ahead and uh, check out uh, Brad Lit Frames. He'll be able to uh, hook you up. Uh, also, uh, another website to check out, Pinball Supernova. If you just want to check out alternative stuff that is out there, please uh, check out his site too. And Josh, okay. Who do we have today?
0: <laughs> Sorry, when you said alternative stuff, he's talking about pinball. He's not talking
1: about like. Oh, okay. All get, right. Okay. Get, get your fetish off kind of thing. <laughs> wow. I didn't even realize you were going to go there. But, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Let, let's let's. Okay, alternative music, by. like '90s alternative music. Is that what you're yeah. thinking of? Yes, you're thinking, exactly. You're thinking of wh- Whips and Change. Uh, all right. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, our guest it is always an honor to have him on. You know, this man has been on. This is his third time. We couldn't think of anyone better than t- to have Mr. Goatzilla himself, Keith Elwin. How you doing, Keith?
2: Hello. Nice to be back. Yeah.
0: Well, we're, we're excited to have you back on. I, um We heard that, you know, you're adding more Christmas songs or something into Iron Maiden. Like, what's going on there?
1: Okay, well, th- there is a Twisted Sister Christmas album, so I think there's going to be an Iron Maiden uh, Christmas album coming out, and you can just throw those in, right? Eddie sings Christmas carols? uh yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: <laughs> but... But in all seriousness, we we know that uh, you threw up Eddie up on your your Facebook and whatnot, and everyone's been hounding you about more songs in the game. Are you putting some more songs in that game?
2: Uh, Unless somebody wants to pay for them. Uh, (laughs) No, the game's coming to the end of its uh, life cycle, so that doesn't make too much sense. But uh, we do have a pretty big update, which should be out, which will definitely be out in 2020.
0: You're not going to go like Guitar Hero or rock band style, where you could, you know, pay 99 cents for more songs and whatnot inside your game, huh?
2: Oh, people want to pay me, sure, but uh, (laughs) I I can't help them there.
1: Now, now, in this new new update, you get to play as uh, as the beast, right? And you get to attack Eddie. You attack Eddie,
2: yeah. Uh, You you reverse soul shards. Um, See, wow, God, I haven't played the game in a long time, so it's really (laughs) trying to remember. All the games are a blur now.
1: Yeah. Well, w- when you have all the games of the year uh, in your arsenal, it's uh, pretty hard to keep them all straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they're working you like a dog down there, too. It's like one game a year. And, and man, like, we didn't yeah. expect another game from you this year. And all of a sudden, bam, here's Avengers. Boom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough.
1: It, it's tough being uh, being one of the go-to designers, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I love being busy. I love working. Uh, so I'm, I'm not complaining.
1: <laughs> OK, actually, I do love having you on because I actually started taking notes on the uh, Avengers. I've been playing it nonstop since I've got it. Actually, my other games are staring at me, uh, just kind of wondering when I'm going to turn them on. But I've just been playing that nonstop. And I do have some uh, some follow up questions about the different modes. And so we want to get to those too. Oh, man. Didn't Raymond yeah. answer any questions? Well, he answered some, but you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It was interesting when he came on board. Yeah. Cause I already written a rule set. And so when he first started, he just made them verbatim as I, I, I made them. But then uh, kind of towards the end of the project, cause I, like, no, nah, I thought that sucked. So I changed it. <laughs>
1: so,
2: <Yeah. laughs> so, so it was actually pretty fun having someone to uh, go back and forth debating rules with. And, uh, yeah, it's it, uh, pretty fun working on the rules with him.
1: Well, it, it has to be pretty amazing actually at Stern because it's not like you're the only high-level pinball player. There are other people that you can say, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, do this. <laughs> yeah, th- that was
2: definitely easier pre-COVID. Uh, now, if they don't have the game at home, you, you get no feedback. So uh, it was real real nice when Raymond came on, got his play field, and uh, I got his feedback on stuff.
0: So, so do you and Raymond fight over who gets to have their initials on the uh, like unobtainable final mode in the games? Because I noticed on Ninja Turtles, KME is the Kawabunga initials. So, do you have like a, a game off and see who who gets there first, and then you get to put your initials in?
2: <laughs> no, I think usually uh, Ricky, as you just said, uh, drags and drops whatever's from the previous game, and I think Ray added a bunch of his Northwest buddies. But uh, yeah, we we're, we're trying to mix it up a little bit. We gave Zombie Eddie the default Grand Champion because he he's such a special guy. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Ray added a bunch of his friends. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have much input uh, in this game for that. I just let him put whatever they want.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I just saw KME is my my cowabunga champ. I'm like, like, is it just default now? Like, everyone just assumes Keith's gonna get be the only one that gets the cowabunga. So you know, just put his initials there first.
2: Yeah, I Dwight. Yeah, Dwight seems to be doing that for me, so that's a little shout out, I guess. But thanks, Dwight. (laughs)
1: Hey, well, Dwight gave us a flipper code, so you can actually see us on the turtle. So that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Ooh, neat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Okay, so I uh, start off. We said the Iron Maiden code is coming out. Um, You said it's a major update. It's been out for uh, you know it's been out for what three years now? Two and a half. Uh. 2018, yeah, yeah. So we're uh, coming up on three years. Oh, yeah. What was the big impetus to to do a major code update for that?
2: Uh, I mean, it's not a major major update, but there are a lot of little tweaks and changes. Uh, basically, when the DJ mixer thing came out, they said, "Hey, you have to update Iron Maiden." And when Rick was working on Iron Maiden uh, Jurassic Park dropped in our lap and we had just kind of cut it off where we were at to get to Jurassic. And then, um, when we were done Jurassic, then Avengers drops in our lap. And so it looked like, uh, nothing was ever going to get done, uh, on our big list of stuff to do. And then when Raymond got hired, uh, they wanted to get his feet wet, uh, working on some stuff. So yeah, we actually handed that to him for a few weeks to so he can learn, Uh, our system our code what we do so he implemented a a good chunk of the the changes we had made Uh, uh, but now uh, we have just a few more to do and then uh, hopefully uh, test this up and get it out
0: nice like so when you say end of life though does that mean you're going to be wrapping up production on it here soon they're not going to be making any more iron maidens or is it just kind of like the code's kind of code like almost as complete as we can get it. And so it's just going to be kind of the last update for the foreseeable future kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I would say, barring any uh, glaring bugs, this will be the last update. Um, it doesn't make sense for us to spend a bunch of time on a, a game that's three years old. So uh, a lot of this stuff was stuff that's been on the list for a while that we, we've wanted to get in there since before 1.0, but uh, uh, now now's our chance.
1: It's been pretty amazing what you guys have done there at Stern over the last uh, three and four years. Really, it seemed like a, a, the code was lagging on a lot of these games, but it really seems like a huge push for you guys to be able to get the code uh, updated, get it out fast. And most of the games seem to be at least fairly complete when they come out. I mean, even Avengers came out in a point uh, nine one or 92. And so it, it feels like in the old day, the old days seemed to be a distant past, where you would release a game and it would be on like point uh, four one code or something like that. So it, it flipped into those expensive box of lights. But now it seems like you're getting a really good feel of the game. Um, I, I, I'm really impressed with what you guys have been able to do at Stern. Oh,
2: well, thanks. Yeah, we've definitely gotten better. And my design team, myself, Rick Nagel, um, I think. Rick, Rick's a great programmer. He's very fast. And the fact that I'm doing all the rules and scoring changes, I do all that in my head. All Rick just has to go in, figure out how to implement it and do that rather than getting bogged down on rules himself. So I think that's a big help uh, to push forward.
0: Sorry, I muted my mic there for a second because the laundry was going. so. <laughs>
1: Hey, I've done like ten loads of laundry today too. I mean, it, well, it it is uh, it is Laundry Day, which is the next game that's being, going to be released uh, by uh, Keith Elwin, right? Uh, yes, y- yes.
0: Yeah. Is that game number four? Or game number five?
2: Uh, I, uh, yeah, I th- I'm thinking maybe game six.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. We we'll just keep pushing it off. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about Avengers. So one thing we uh, we were mentioning before is. Uh, There is a big difference between uh, the pro and the premium slash LE. And the obvious visual cue is the Captain Marvel ramp. And so I want to talk about the differences between the pro and the premium LE and how the Captain Marvel ramp changes the gameplay. And if you have any tips about maintaining that ramp.
2: (laughs) Ramp maintenance. Uh, All right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We're, We're getting to the nitty gritty now.
2: Yeah. So it's funny when I was designing Avengers, uh, I had this two ramps way in the back, really steep. I remember George came over and said, Oh, those ramps are never going to work. Those are way too steep. And then Ray Tanzer, who uh, works at Stern, who designed Stargate looked at it and says, Oh, it's just like the, the Stargate ramp. You know, as long as they're metal, they'll work fine. And so, you know, we, we put those in there, we shot them. Oh yeah, they work fine. And, um, so I was like, man, that kind of inspired me. I, I just want to make the steepest ramp possible, but have it fun. Uh, so that's how that's the Marvel ramp kind of came about. Uh, experimented with a couple different ideas of what it would actually do. Um, one interpretation was a, a kind of a, a sideways helix that went back behind the uh, the ramp entrance to the right. But my engineer just had laughed at me and said, "No, we can do this." So. Uh, we did that. Um, and then when the bill came in for that ramp, we were, uh, amazed how much it costs. And it was like, wow, there's no way this can go on a pro. <laughs> uh, so I had a very little space to work with there to put something else in. So I was like, well, yeah, I'll just put a stand-up target here. And so I, I drilled a hole in the play field, put a target. First time I shot it went straight down the middle. I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so, uh, Kind of racked my brain a little bit, and it's like, how can I slow the ball down and just come like a little U-turn? There? So I put a spinner there and a um, a spring gate. The only purpose of that spring gate is to slow the ball down because the ball's never going to come back through the other way. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't blow out the uh, the side ball guide there, and and this is all eleventh hour. Uh, didn't really get the chance to shoot it until uh, we had basically two days to say, hey, is this going to work? or not. So yeah, we got it all together, made the modification, shot it, and it was like, oh, this actually shoots pretty good. So uh, I was relieved and we didn't have to make any changes. So uh, yeah, that's a big difference between the Pro and LE. Um, as far as maintenance, if you keep the ramp clean, it should work fine. It is very steep. So uh, if you kind of rattle the entrance at all, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough going. Uh, but if you make a nice, smooth entrance shot uh, it should be good um, I use back when I had a game at my house I use turtle wax to keep it nice and clean and uh, flowing fast and uh, yeah if you're having any kind of issues um, make sure the wire and the ramp entrance are nice and flush uh, sometimes that the, the wire farm kind of starts moving forward then you get not a smooth transition and then it gets a little clunky at the top so uh, that's something to look out for there's a, a nut on the back of that wire form just make sure that's tight and uh tight wax clean it should be fine
0: so the one thing i want to point out with avengers and and really it's with all of your games and i i just don't know how you do this game after game after game but it seems like you have the expert in mind along with the beginner um because it rewards i mean take a power gem for example you know if you shoot the hulk spinner you know, the easiest shot is worth small points, but it seems like if you go for the big hard shots, you get three times the point value. Is this something that you're just, you've always tried to incorporate in your games? Is this something you, you're you actively like, I don't want to leave the beginners out versus the experts. Is this just something you're trying to obtain across all games?
2: So I know there are two different types of pinball players. Those that play for score and those who play for story. So I I approach this game with, okay, I'm going to make it super easy to advance the story. Uh, You can get through the game. You can get into your quests. They're not going to be, you know, obviously the quests aren't easy to win, but they're easy to get to. Yes. Um, You know, Thor is easy. Uh, I, you know, put all this early stuff to advance the game. So, you know, the casual player can see a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, if you're actually scoring points, uh, you, you might approach it completely differently like if you watch carl streams he actively avoids getting multi-balls so he can set up some huge you know stacked combo and uh that's how i approach the game and uh i hope it worked
0: <laughs> oh it does it, and you like i said there each game there's just little nuances that i love at each game like the spinner and jurassic park is fantastic not only the sound and the spin but the the shooting each ramp which lights all your values at the spinner and then getting super spinner and just hitting, just hitting that guy is fantastic. Like just these little things. And I, like, like you said, like, you know, if you're just looking for the story and whatnot, you can kind of advance. I know it's Avengers it's a little easier to advance than maybe Jurassic Park, but it's just awesome. My son is addicted to this Jurassic Park game. Like I texted you, his favorite game of all time was Congo and yes. we've had Jurassic, Jurassic Park <laughs> here. And now he's like, dad this easily beats dra- Congo and I haven't been able to get him off a of Congo for well since we owned it three years ago so you're you're doing something special you're doing something right
1: yeah I love Congo hey, any chance you can change the pop-up bumper sounds to saying hippos hippos Hippos. okay <laughs> okay getting back to the power gem there's actually two things I want to I want to say about that one um So when you, when you qualify the gamma ray shot, I don't think anything makes my heart pound faster than trying to actually get that shot. I can hit it all the time in the game, but as soon as I hear that, uh, that gamma ray shot, uh, for the spinner, just cranking up, I cannot hit that to save my life. It is actually the most stress inducing shot that I have. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. It's it's crazy. Like every time it's like, I can hit this before. How can I not hit it now? So originally I wrote up the rule as Hulk Rage and there was no
2: sound. There was just like some text on the screen. Uh, it's it just your basic super spinner. You know, each shot scores points and then boosts the value. Uh, that's uh, that's how Raymond implemented it. He did a build. I shot it and I was like, wow, this is super boring. Um, so I went back to the drawing board and I was looking through, you know, what assets we had for dr banner which were basically his eyes yeah. so I was like, <laughs> what can i do with this i was like "Hmm, i think i'm going to channel a little bit from the 80s tv show and have an actual gamma ray incident and uh so i, I went to the art guys. what can you do with this very small picture of his eyes and um, oh yeah we can just put you know put these gamma ray things looking down i was like and uh, they did a quick mock up, and I was like, "Yeah, very cool." Now i need a sound, so yeah, I kick it over to Jerry Thompson, and he's sent me a couple different things, and, and I was just like, eh, "It doesn't really grab me." And then I remembered that Jerry gave us the sound for Jurassic Park that we ended up never using because it was like 15 seconds long. And I was like, "Hey, Jerry, do you remember this?" He's like, "No," and that's so I asked Rick, "Do you, you remember that sound that we both liked but couldn't find a place for in Jurassic?" And then he. Uh, you know, a couple hours later, he, he found it, sent it over. I was like, yes, yes, this sound. So I sent that to Jerry, and he's like, oh, I don't remember doing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we tried it in the game. like, yep, we have our sound effect.
1: Yeah, it, it's a cardiac stress test. I mean, it's just, if you ever wonder if you are having a heart attack, just go ahead and play that and try to trap up and shoot that <laughs> shot.
2: Oh, the thing is now, because the reality gem now goes up to uh, 5X. So if you have a 5X on Hulk and you start Gamma rate that, you're just you just so much pressure to hit that spinner because you know you're probably going to get at least 30 to 50 million on a good shot
0: i love that you went with like the gamma ray because you only had bruce banner's eyes it was like do we do this (laughs) or like romantic evening like (laughs) stare into hulk's eyes as long as you can kind of thing you know (laughs) yeah
2: like i said originally it was just hulk standing there with some text i was like wow this is this this is super lame yeah (laughs) But it, it
0: works though. Like this, that gamma shot, like Scott said, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And if you hit it once, you feel like King Kong and then you hit it twice. Yeah. You're like, I own this game. Yeah. And then you watch Keith on, on stream on the first day they're streaming it. And you hit it like three times uh, in a row. I thought <laughs>
2: the last time I've done that too, it was like, Oh, most of the times you hit it a second time. It's, you know, it's,
1: it's horizontal and it goes right through and you're like, ah, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I do want to talk about the power gem though, is that, um, because when you do it, you have the three illuminated shots on the right. And you have the, uh, what are you guys calling that avocado ramp, the banana ramp, the
0: the, the potbelly ramp. Pot ramp. ramp. Yeah,
1: yeah the potbelly ramp. Okay, so you have that and you also have the Captain Marvel shot and then you have the Panther shot. But they're all blinking at different rates. Is that because the Captain Marvel shot is worth more? Because you're shooting that? Because I've always wondered that because I've never be, been able to figure out why the uh, the flashing lights are flashing at different rates.
2: Yeah. The, the, we have critical blows and glancing blows. The critical shot is worth three times as much as the other two. Mm. Um, and the spinner builds the value. A one-time shot through the spinner will build the value until it stops spinning. And then you have to shoot one of the other shots to relight the spinner to build value. Mm. Uh, right. Originally, that mode sucked because I had it... Um, so critical shot would do a certain amount of damage and the glancing blows would do not as much damage so that mode would take forever to beat and uh after playing it for a while i got with raymond it's like yeah this i misjudged how fun this is going to be let's make it real short and sweet uh three three four rounds of shots i want it to be done but uh have a big point boost if you shoot the middle shot so uh yeah i think it worked out that it it is one of my favorite modes Mm mm-hmm
0: I was gonna say it's one of my favorite too. Like i I gravitate towards that mode. It's just a really fun mode.
1: Yeah, the the ones that are are hard. I, there are a few that are actually pretty hard. So uh, the uh, the mind gem, and yes. so w- when you're actually so I I do have this question. When it says you know like the panthers under mind control, so you're shooting the disc to break that, and then you shoot the panther shot. Did I understand that correctly? No, you're backwards. Oh. so
2: for there's three phases uh for each round one of the avengers is being controlled by supergiant and that's the one that blinks faster and the call out will say you know panther there's four shots uh you can shoot any one of those shots that light the disc uh to break the mind control but if you don't uh shoot the avenger that calls out uh you have to shoot the sanctum to, in order to finishing blow. Basically. oh okay so okay. if you for all three rounds if you shoot the affected avenger before shooting the disc you get to skip that the final blow to the sanctum which can be a bear as you know oh yeah
1: yeah no that's hard yeah
2: so whoever whoever says it's infected with the faster blink rate you definitely want to shoot them before spinning the disc but if not but if not you can still beat the mo you just have to shoot the final blow of the sanctum gotcha
0: so, so the real question is, when do we get to play as Thanos? I mean, seriously, all these people are craving, like <laughs> Scott wants a Bible game where you can play as Satan instead of God. And,
1: and, hey, and, I just think it'd be fun, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah. It was almost like it was designed to play as Thanos. Yeah, yeah kind of. Huh? <laughs> Not kind of a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. just one of our listeners uh tim Lee. i'm going
0: to give you a shout out he i guess he was harassing dwight about being shredder on turtles and he's like why can't we ever be the bad guys in these games it's driving me nuts like he wants to be the bad guy and so i he wanted me to ask you if if there's any any hope maybe of maybe thanos being the the guy you can play as on on avengers
1: no sorry sadly no that's the homebrew option so yeah yeah (laughs) Hey, I think it'd be a lot more interesting. That's all I can say. So Yeah. But, yeah.
2: yeah. Tired tired of the good guys always winning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Reenact a um Thanos' punch right into was it Captain America's face or Thor's face? Yeah.
2: So yeah. no, no,
0: no, sorry, it's Iron Man. Iron Man. Golly. I,
2: I think Thanos is an admirable
1: villain.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very well balanced.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, so I, I do want to get through the other modes though. So you got space. Okay, so tell me about space. Space gem, uh, it
2: could be as easy as right orbit, left orbit. Okay. But there are other shots lit. Uh, you can combo the Black Widow ramp into the right orbit. Everything's worth uh, double uh, on, that, on that phase. Uh, if you shoot the Potbelly ramp to Hawkeye to the left ramp, everything is triple And one thing nobody realizes on this mode, because it doesn't do a very good job showing it, is after you you attack... um, Crap, who's that? Whatever villain, Black Order villain, that is on the left orbit. Oh, it's the
1: Cornelius... Oh, uh, Cornelius
2: Glaive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Each pop bumper also adds uh, a bunch of points to the the final shot. Uh, So you shoot the left orbit, it gives you a point award, but each pop bumper, I think it's like... 250k or something additional points, uh, but it yeah, the it gets, gets kind of trounced with the uh, display animations. Uh, that's on our list to fix, but uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward if, if you just want to blow through the mode with the minimal points right orbit, left orbit. Uh, if you want to build up points, uh, you'll combo one of the two metal ramps in first,
1: okay. And, and what's the, uh, so uh, here's the question though, is each of these modes, they give you bonuses that carry out through the game. So like what, what is the bonus on this one? So the bonus that you're eligible for would be the, the
2: soul gem jackpot, but you first have to get the soul gem. Mm. So once you have the soul gem, then a certain percentage of the points you got in each mode, you can collect instantly as a jackpot when the mode's done. Uh, if you shoot the soul gem.
1: Oh, okay. So that's your incentive to do well. Okay, so we talked about mind, power, space. We got time, and uh, which one? Uh, now that reality. No, well, uh, uh, well, there's reality and there's time. Those are the last two. Yeah, and yeah. so reality.
2: Yeah, I spin the disc. Yeah, however uh, many st- strange letters are lit, those are your multiplier for the shot. So the letters will start counting down. So. Uh, Uh, The more you can keep spinning the disc and shooting the yellow shots, uh, the more points you can be. And I think uh, that's probably the easiest mode in a game. And time gem is probably the hardest because that can really affect how you play the game. So if I do time gem first and win, then I know all my ball savers are extended and all my uh, super modes from the drop targets, uh, I I can make them last for a very long time. So uh, it's a game-changing gem if you make it if you don't then you kind of change strategy to probably not as much emphasis on the
1: super modes and more on just uh the quests okay because that's the one i typically choose man that is a bugger that is hard
2: it is hard yeah uh, but that's by design so
1: <laughs> yeah well it's a risk reward right you're you're getting uh rewarded for the hardest one yeah yeah so they're you know they're
2: six quests or, or however many there are. And I wanted to, uh, you know, too easy, too kind of hard, one middle of the road. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. With great power comes great difficulty. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, That's the Spider-Man mode. Okay. Uh, now one thing I do want to talk again, the other cardiac stress test I have is doing the soul gem. So let's talk about the soul gem. All right. So that is, um, that's the one that it's flipper counts. So you start with 30 and you have to go through all eight progressions. And yes. it, it's also hard because I always uh, the first shot is the Panther shot, which is the orbit on the right. And so as soon as I activate it, I always hold up the right flipper because I want it to bounce over to the other flipper. And I don't want to count that against my flips. Yeah, you got to shoot the Widow ramp. Yeah. Well, the, the Widow is the second one. Yeah, but yeah, but if uh,
2: your first shot should be the widow ramp, rather than trying to pass the ball to the left flipper, because I don't think that's even possible. Yeah. So yeah, widow ramp, and then shoot Black Panther, and then combo back into the widow ramp. So there's your tip.
1: Oh, oh there you go. All right, that's good to know.
2: <laughs> and or if, uh, or if you have the mind gem one, you could just hit the button and
1: forget it. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that is. Every time I try to, to activate that, that is fun. It's, it's great. Cause you've, you've collected all the Avengers. So that's how you, you start the mode. You collect all the Avengers and uh, then you drop it down the subway. And so, yeah, that uh, um, it's just a, a fun mode. Uh, that's not very common to actually have a, a flipper count on a mode. Uh, what was your inspiration for that one? It's something I experimented with in Jurassic park. Uh
2: I was afraid to put it in, so we saved it for the the topper mode and kind of made kind of a gag mode out of it, just to see, you know, if it actually worked and if people hated it or not. Um, didn't really get much response, but uh, I figured, okay, I'll just take that same premise and make it important, and uh, you know, make it stressful, put it early in the game, so you know, average players will have a chance to play it. And I remember when Raymond first implemented it, I think it, you started off with like 20 flips and you got like five. And I was like, Ray, this isn't for us. This mode isn't for us, man. <laughs> let's, give, let's give these people a chance. So, uh, yeah, we, we boosted everything. And I, I think it's pretty good balance now of uh, uh, the average player has a good chance to beat it.
0: I totally agree. I mean, it's and it is one of those stressful modes as well, especially like you feel the pressure, especially when you drain and it's like and we're taking five flips. But I do love that. It's it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for a little forgiving in that sense that if you do drain, you don't lose your ball. You just lose flips. That's yeah. pretty cool.
2: It makes you think it's like, uh, do I try to save this ball, waste flips and drain or do I just let it drain and take the five flips? Uh, yeah. It's, and then, of course, the hardest part is after you've been playing that. Your mind says, don't flip, don't flip. Oh, wait. No, I can flip now.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I, I have never had... I, I think this game is going to start swearing at me, though. I am typically not a shaker or a mover, but I, I swear that I'm going to rattle this game right off the hinges because I am shaking it so much uh, to keep it from actually draining. I'm surprised that I don't get more tilts.
2: <laughs> I'm actually surprised it's as drainy as it is because... It's shipped at the post all the way down and that left side. I think the ball barely fits through there.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, I, I saw your post where you actually, uh, you updated it and you pointed to the left outlay and you said, don't move this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but that, that actually made me feel, I, I love this game because it does feel like even me as an average player, I feel like I have a chance to actually get more into the game and Now, the funny thing is, it's not really a slow game, though. It's actually pretty fast. I was over at my friend's house last night, and we were playing Lord of the Rings, and it felt like that was the slowest ball in the world. I felt like I could flip it, go get a drink, uh, use the bathroom, and come back, and actually still destroy the ring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Those old sterns weren't the fastest. Yeah. So to answer your question about the left outlane, I hate. When the you know, the ball's in that left outlane area, it hits that metal rail and just dies and drains. Yeah, uh, I hate that, so that's why I put the left outlane post all the way down, and the the right outlane's a little wider.
0: Does this have a ball save on Avengers? Because I know Jurassic Park does, but I can't remember if Avenger does or not no, on the right. left outlane. I...
2: Uh, a ball what? save?
0: Oh, what? not ball save. Sorry, kick kickback.
1: Sorry, oh, I, no, 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 it's not the kickback. No. Gotcha.
2: I went into this game eyes like i don't want to play field multiplier and i don't want an outlane save gotcha. because i did that my previous two games so
0: gotcha well i know um i know that Nedry's on the right because i'm like well at least if i death save this you know i still get the nedry points too so
1: <laughs> oh see every time i see that i just think i'm nerdy like i always yeah. read it wrong it's, it's nerdy
2: so uh, so I, I was originally in jurassic park gonna have if you're on ball three and haven't done squat and you cashed in your Nedry. It would be a ball save, but we never ended up implementing that.
1: Gotcha. Uh, that that would be the uh, the the boomerang, uh, like what they used to do in old games, where like on NBA Jam, you could only be like seven points ahead because it would actually start augmenting the the guy who stinks. So so they would actually catch up because otherwise they'd be like, ah, it's not worth it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was that was my original intention. It's just like, eh, it, I don't want that much randomness. It's fine. Just giving yeah. worthless points.
0: So on Jurassic Park, we have Escape Nublar. Are you doing something with Avengers where it can be just a quick, accessible mode from the flippers?
2: Yes, it's a full version of battle royale that's already mm. in the game.
0: Wow, nice! It's already in the in the current code that we have it, out in now. In point nine four,
1: yes. Oh, so so you hold down the button? Okay, was that on point nine three? Because I didn't try that. It's been there since <laughs> release. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Scott, explore your game. <laughs> hey, I've been playing it. It's crazy. Okay, all right. So hold the flippers and see what happens. Uh, good things will happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the game itself, as a wizard mode, there's a, a smaller version of battle royale that's much harder to beat, but uh, but it takes not nearly as long. Uh, so the one that you, the mini game that you choose. Uh, I think all the shots are doubled and it, it takes twice as long since it's, you know, a dedicated game. But uh, yeah, actually, I haven't played it that much either.
1: Hmm. I, the, funny, the funny thing is I've played it on Jurassic Park. I've played Escape from Nublar a lot. I, I still stink at it, but it's still a lot of fun. But I guess I never even thought, I, I thought that because it wasn't 1.0 that it hadn't been implemented. But okay, here's a pro tip for you kids. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that brings me to another point too then. um, I don't think this is, ever been done in any other pinball machine um i'm a big fan of the 90s games because they're kind of easy to get to the wizard mode but after you you beat the wizard mode it just starts back at the beginning and it, it feels anticlimactic to say the best because then you're like i really have to do this all over again i it, it always it drove me nuts especially with the adams family uh, because of tour of the mansion but in jurassic park if you are lucky enough to sec- secure the troll room do Museum Mayhem and uh, visit the Visitor Center and you can finish Escape Nublar and you finish When <laughs> Dinosaurs Roll the Earth, the game's actually over. And so is this, Like I, I don't think I've ever seen this in any other pinball machine and so it makes you also think of, well, how do I get the most points if I'm actually going to try to complete this game as well?
1: Yeah,
0: Is this something that you're trying to implement in all your games? Because this is awesome.
2: Yeah. Um, as a player, uh, when I get to the end of a game that takes uh, a long time. It's like, you know, you use Lord of the Rings as an example. I've gotten to Valinor. I was like, what's the last thing you feel like doing after you're done with Valinor? And that's starting over.
1: Keep and, flipping. Woo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so I, I that's the approach I take now. It's like, you know, after playing for 45 minutes, do you really want to keep playing with everything reset? Or do you want to go in with the strategy knowing, hey, this is, this is the end. Of, it's like a video game. This is the end of the game. I got to get all the points I can before getting here. Uh, because this is the end. So, um, and press, I thought Jurassic Park was perfect because it matches the storyline. Uh, Nublar blew up. So, what are you suddenly doing back at Nublar with all the dinosaurs back? So, it didn't make any sense to restart the game. Uh, I took a bunch of flack internally for uh, thinking that, but uh, we put it in a game, and I'll, I've just only gotten positive comments from
1: it. So, yeah, that's probably something I'll be doing for all the games. It
0: was. It's. It's awesome.
1: Legitimately, how many people are really going to get to that point? I, you're you're talking about a very specific elite player who's knowing that that's it's like uh, on Donkey Kong going for the kill screen, like you yeah. know where you're going. It's like I'm not going to stumble into it by uh, by chimp flipping both sides. You know, it's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just I know some people would don't like they like the never ending play forever game but to me that you, you're going to get bored of it that way
0: yeah
2: i mean it's like after yeah like i said lord of the rings you get valinor It's like i don't want to play this anymore yeah you're just you're just plunging and draining you don't care you just want to put your initials up and go
0: exactly at that especially on a game like lord of the rings where you spend what an hour well probably for, for you keith it's like 20 minutes but <laughs> but for someone like us it takes an hour hour and a half you finally finish valinor and you're like and i'm rewarded with flip some more it just—I yeah, yeah, don't know. It yeah. just, yeah. It, 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 it's funny because we always talk about well, pinball. You can never win pinball; like it's just unwinnable. But doing this literally makes it winnable. Like you're trying to get to the the game over screen.
2: Yeah, you know? so not only winnable, but you get a little bonus game for if you do everything correctly and when Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. So um, that you know, it can add another billion to your score when the game's over if you, um, you know, if you beat all the mini wizards. So. I, yeah, I, I like that formula. I'll probably stick to it.
1: I, I love it too. Well, it reminds me, I, like TNA was really the the first one that I can think of that actually had the the kill screen. I guess, but uh, the, and this feels it feels perfect. I, I love other games being able to look at those things and be able to do different things. It, it's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, TNA did do that. Um, I think you still plunged your balls, but yeah, uh, it's pretty much yeah the same concept. Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Denise. <laughs>
1: He's the man. He gets the credit for that. Hey, hey, yes. hey I just wanted to make sure that we're going to get, uh, you know, the three emails that we get, Hey, you forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that too. I haven't played that yeah. game forever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on the, uh, so I want to talk about the drop target, uh, bingo card on the left too. All right. So, so I, it's been a while since I've seen one of these in a game and tell me about, how, uh, what, what your thought process of putting it in, and exactly what do you do with it? I still haven't really figured out how to maximize it.
2: Uh, my thought process was, uh, I'm a big fan of the, the old uh, Tic-Tac-Toe games. Big Game was one of my favorite games growing up. Um, it was kind of lost and forgotten, and then uh, Ripley's comes along and it kind of does its own implementation. Uh, the thing I didn't like about Ripley's, though, is it was really hard to get those squares and Um, so I wanted to make it more upfront in gameplay. So, so I decided to go with this, the squares that kind of rove. So you choose, you lock it in. It's not random like Ripley's where you're trying to nudge it into a, a lane. Um, and the awards are not locked in either. So you have to use the LCD screen to see what, you know, bingo grids award, uh, what award. Uh, so that gave me a lot of flexibility in what I could do with it. So we got mini wizards modes in there. We got six. Modes total, I think, and a bunch of other random awards. Um, that is my thought process. I'm not sure if you need to elaborate.
1: Yeah. So, if if you uh, is there a bonus for uh, blacking it out for getting like all nine squares or uh,
2: the most you can do is I think you can get a quadruple bingo if you have the power gem on there. So that okay. is the most you can do. Mm. So each there's a list of awards that you see on the instant info, and each time you collect the bingo. Uh, you collect that award, and then the, the list moves up. And there's wizard, a mini wizard mode in there called Computer Frenzy. So the more uh, bingo grids you knock out, the closer you get to Computer Frenzy. And you you hit a bingo to light Computer Frenzy at the right ramp. And then that you plays that mini wizard mode. And then once you're done with that, I think the, the whole thing just resets.
0: I just got thinking about this. Where did the idea from the trophies come from? Because it, it, I don't know why, but every time I think of trophies, I think of PlayStation. When you unlock something, you get a trophy for it for your your case. Was that kind of similar to this, or was it just Iron Man has a lot of hardware in his in his tower, so this <laughs> we're putting trophies as a thing you can obtain.
2: Uh, yeah, I can't answer that, but yeah, you're warm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know. I, I see a lot of feedback. What does that have to do with Avengers? Yeah, it's like you're right. It has nothing to do with Avengers. It has something to do with something else someday maybe.
1: Hey, it's still, it's still fun. I like it. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's, it, it's reminiscent of every time Keith was holding up that, that Pinberg trophy, which yeah, is, is sadly we're not going to see anymore. Well,
1: well something will happen. No, I, okay. Here, here's my take on that. Yeah. I know that we're all in, in semi morning for uh, the replay and Papa and what they're doing, but the bottom line is the, This isn't like 2002, 2003, when the interest in pinball is waning. And it's actually, if anything, it's on a crescendo and it's growing uh, exponentially. And when all this craziness is over, there's enough interested parties to make something happen. And I don't know what that is going to be or or how it's going to be implemented. But I think there will be some sort of uh, Super Bowl winner take all of pinball again. And uh, probably something similar where it's like the, you know, like Papa would be like the masters of it, where it's like, Hey, an invitational to the top 64 players and see what you can do uh, with the best of the best. Um, But I I still think something like that's going to happen. I know that's a a clunky transition, but I I don't know. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, it was a sad day, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Very.
2: Yeah. uh, As sad as it is, I mean, you got to appreciate Kevin Martin and everything he put into that uh, for keep it going out of his own pocket for all those years. So it's hard, hard to blame him for it. It's like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. So, um, but uh, kudos to him for making it what it was and uh, what it could be. And bummer for me, cause now I got to figure out what to do with the uh, 30 games I have. Uh, I loaned them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just bring them back to Chicago and, and start up Elwyn's basement or something. Oh, I'm so. so
2: happy to get rid of all my storage units now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can contact Logan's Arcade and see if they have an annex. Oh, yeah. So. There you go. The one that made
0: me chuckle, though, so Ian Harrower, who listens to the show, he posted, you know, looking at the 2020 IFPA numbers, he can safely say that he thinks that the dollar fee is what killed competition play.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the Fight Club Reset on the IFPA. It's needed. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, I do want to talk more about portal locks. Uh, apparently, that's the only thing I care about in this uh, is this game right now. So tell me about the portal locks. Tell me how... Uh, I I know you get them by combos, but a lot of times I either get them either by doing a skill shot or by dumb luck. So, so how do you tell me to use the portal locks? Well, if you're saying dumb
2: luck, you must be the one on the bingo grid. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Because there is one there. Uh, obviously, the secret skill shot, which is very hard. Uh, so that's not dumb luck. So uh, either you're shooting combos or getting your super secret skill shot, or you are completing the correct line, goal line, on the, the drop targets. That'll raise that disc up there. You shoot the ball in there. Uh, your next uh, quest will either be double value or triple value, depending on uh, if you have one or two locks. Um, yeah, this is a, uh, a play dynamic I experimented with. Um, I know other games have done it, but I'm not sure if they acted as multipliers as well. Uh, I was kind of thinking, okay, it's like a physical multiplier because as long as you have, you know, old school Fathom style, as long as you have these amount of balls in play, that's that's your multiplier. So, and as you drain one, and then it goes down to, to 2x. And if you drain down to one ball, the, the scoring goes back to 1x. Uh, so that was my thought process behind that. Um, I'm just uh, happy that the disc, the up, down disc has been pretty much flawless. Uh, that was something that, um, I was worried about when we were designing that cause it's never been done and, uh, it seems, seems fine.
0: Well, and you bring this up and I know that you kind of talked about an insider, so I know maybe a handful of people haven't heard this yet, but, um, cause a lot of people refer back to as Circus Voltaire, but you, you had mentioned in there that you knew that there were so much issues with Circus Voltaire. That's actually what pushed you towards this idea, correct?
2: Um, no, I, actually, it's funny. I never thought of it that way when I was designing it. Uh, I've owned two Circus Voltaires in my life too, which is funny. But uh, uh, I just remember Cir- Circus Voltaire. That's that spring. I hated that. Um, so I, I'm um, the thing that uh, Harrison designed. Uh, looks like a kind of a golf tee. So it just it shoves the ball down in that hole and it does not come back out. So, um, that's just funny. Whenever I think of circus, I just think of hitting that thing and, it, and not going down into the hole and me cursing at it, but getting rid of the game, buying another one, trying to get, it was like, oh, now I remember why I got rid of this.
1: So.
0: <laughs> we'll buy a third now and replace it with your mechanic. You'll uh, be good to go.
1: <laughs> no. I, so I actually, I thought, I thought I found a glitch because one time I had, um, I activated something and it was talking, it was telling me to spin the disc, but it was in the up position. And oh, I was like,
2: super disc, yeah, that's it, that's yeah, the thing. Like, if you have that running when you when you've got a portal lock. yeah, to... yeah. So I
1: was like, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, you can, you can airball into it, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But actually, okay, I will say that the best part about this game is there's so many wire form ramps. If I get an airball, it's going to be caught by something, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember, um. We're we're looking at the white wood. I was like, oh my god, nobody's gonna be able to see the ball.
0: <laughs> well, but that's the nice part about the the premium because I played on Scott's alley. I still feel like I can see everything. I don't feel like I'm being blocked by wire forms. I, I I'm sorry, but like I played then played as Ninja Turtles Premium, and I felt you can't see the top half of Turtles Premium because of the wire forms and the contraption in the middle for the diverter. And so I'm very impressed that you've you've included all this wire form. Yeah, I don't feel claustrophobic is, is probably the best word I can think of.
2: So ball vision is very important to me. Uh, all three of my games, I, I especially with the upper flipper, I need to see the ball coming to the upper flipper. So I try yes. to keep that as open as possible. Like Iron Maiden is a good example. I, I just wanted the ramps out of the way uh, so you can see the ball going around those loops and just have good vision. To me, that's important. Is that
0: also why you did the because in most games, when the ball comes back around to the upper flipper, it usually goes back through the back box and then comes around to the flipper or, you know, it, it usually makes the loop around back with the Hawkeye one. It comes right in front. It almost displays the ball in front of you as it comes to your flipper. Was that part of the reason? uh Does you want a vision or is it just something different than what's been done before?
2: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do something different. I'm, tra- I'm trying something different on the plunge for all my games. I was like, oh, how cool it'd be if you plunge into a ramp, you know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, I was just trying something different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which no, is way really cool. Yeah. It's, it's great. And I will say that what you did on that, uh, that pot belly ramp that comes around to return that really. And I told, uh, I told Ray day this, that it makes the upper flipper, so much more usable a lot of times with the upper flipper the ball is screaming past it and you're hitting it and just hoping that something good happens but the way you did the return it actually makes the upper flipper a a calculating shot something that you can line up and do repeatedly which i I, I don't think I've ever seen any other game where I have reliably used the upper flipper as much as I do in this one
2: yeah I mean the upper flipper is primarily there to shoot the disc but I did give it a couple other shots. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just like Jurassic, I wanted a ramp that fed an upper flipper. And uh, obviously Jurassic Park, when was kind of a fast flowing uh, through to the upper flipper. And so this one, I was like, well, we're actually going reverse gravity because it comes down and then back up again. Um, so, yeah, it was a nice little, nice little setup shot to shoot the disc, hopefully. But if or if you want to keep shooting that ramp or shoot the Hawkeye, uh,
1: shots aplifty. Well, the hockey challenge, that is another one where it's just that stress test where I (laughs) probably I probably get it two out of 10 times just because it's stuck up into the tower. And then when it drops, you know, it's either too soon or too late or uh, it it is a hard shot.
2: My biggest regret is I'm guessing most people have not seen the level three difficulty on that where the
1: drop is random. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it goes, you know, get ready. And, and, And you're just like. Wait, the ball didn't drop, so you think something's wrong. And then it just yeah. releases it without warning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> a, like an amusement park,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we're going to put a fourth level in called the Carl D'Angelo Challenge. Nice. So it's going to be a random drop. You have to shoot the Hawkeye and the middle drop target without shooting any of the other drop targets to, to win the fourth level. Oh, wow.
0: What the fourth one should be, though, is it should drop randomly, but the up post stops stops the ball right before it gets to the flipper and then drops again. So that way it does like a psych
1: thing. Oh, yeah. Psych? Oh, yeah. That's great, though. I I, I do love it. Okay. I I also saw you post something, and I'm probably not as good of a player to figure out how to do this, but I saw you had two balls locked up in the Avengers Tower. Yes. Okay, so tell me how to do that. I've never been able to do that. So during Iron Man multiball,
2: um, especially with the new code update, you just shoot the two the two orange shots. Once you do that, it lights the tower for super jackpots. So you have 15 seconds to shoot two balls in there. Mm. So uh, It's not always guaranteed to catch a second ball, but at least on mine at home, it, it's pretty consistent. So uh, yeah, just uh, you have 15 seconds, you shoot one for a super jackpot, and if you shoot another in there before time runs out, you get a double uh, super jackpot. Oh, got it. The old Iron Man rules, you had to spin the disc first. But, uh, we got rid of that. You could just shoot the tower now.
1: Oh. Cool. Yeah, because I, I know the Iron Man, uh, it, it it seems that I end up starting it usually during a mode. And so I'm just using the balls to fly around the playfield and collect as many uh, points as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons I boosted the scoring
2: in uh, Iron Man multiball in .94. Was I figured it was just being used as a vessel to further your quests so i, I wanted that one because it's harder to start than thor i wanted that one to at least have some scoring potential yeah
0: yeah it definitely is it, you know i thought it'd be easy to do iron man uh but play on scott's i felt like because you can't just switch you, you know knowing keith you can't just do it the easy way you just press the flippers and do lane changes you got to hit the the disc to move those iron letters and so it, it, it's surprisingly harder to get iron man multi-ball than i thought it would be
1: yeah it is okay.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I implemented the uh, the other secret skill shot. So you just wait for the lit square. When it gets to lock, um, you shoot the, the middle drop target, and it, it awards you that square. So uh, try that. Uh, usually, when it's on the uh, uh, the bottom left, um square starts blinking. That's when you plunge. And then by the time the ball gets to your flipper, it should be on the lock square. And if you hit the middle drop target, there, there's your instant uh, Iron Man lock.
1: That's oh, nice. awesome. Is that a short plunge or a, a full There's plunge? There's a full
2: plunge around the whole ramp yeah. and the middle drop target. You, it just has to include the middle drop target. You can shoot the the top two, the bottom two as long as the middle one's included. It'll award whatever bingo square is flashing. So if you hit the lock one, when it's flashing that, that saves you a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool. That I love that you have all these skill shots too, like exploring Jurassic park. You can explore it just for the, the secret skill shots. Like, there's four or five of them, and it's just, it's amazing.
2: Uh, yeah, I like exploring things that are secret. That's why I made the DNA combos kind of a, a secret in the game release. I, I didn't really tell anyone how to get them.
1: Yeah. Um I, I still smile with Mr. DNA when he pops up. So
2: <laughs> It's so funny. My friend's like, can I get that as a ringtone? I was like, sure. And then <laughs> uh, hanging out with him, all I hear is, I He's like, that's awesome uh it's great
0: so i i know that you talked on jurassic park you you didn't want to do a flipper in it an upper flipper but as you started to play it um you just felt like something was missing i know i know now with avengers you have an upper flipper are you trying to actively not put an upper flipper in maybe future titles because you feel like it's getting overplayed or do you just love upper flippers so you're I, just lo- gonna... I
1: love upper flippers i love upper okay. flippers they're great yeah,
0: it's it's funny because my wife even she doesn't play much pinball, but she's always like, make sure the games have upper flippers. So now we have turtles, we have, we'll have Avengers on the way. We have Jurassic Park. The only game I don't have an upper flipper is World Cup Soccer. So obviously we have a type. So
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like upper flippers. My next game has one, albeit it's uh, it has an unusual twist. Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll just
1: I'll just leave that there. I'll just leave that. Yeah.
0: A juicy morsel. Yeah, I think it's so funny because we always talk like Avengers has been out what two months now yeah and it's funny because people are always like what's what's the next thing what's the next thing and I, I gotta admit I really think this all blindsided us with Avengers because we weren't expecting another Keith Owen one game this year Jurassic Park had been out since July of last year and then all of a sudden here comes Avengers in September
2: yeah as a game designer we, we don't stop until the game releases uh, we have to we have to move on to the next project
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I will say it is amazing though. Like when I, when I found out that yes, this next one. And I, basically, I, I, I knew about a couple hours before it was released that it was you and it was zombie Yeti. And that was when I called and I said, I want an L E, put me on the list because I was like, I, I, I have a Jurassic park, which is my next favorite game to play right next to it. And it's like, I, I gotta have the, the long term one on this one. So nice. Well, and just like Jar-
0: Josh Shar- Sharp said on our show, I mean, it's getting harder and harder because if you're releasing a game a year, now we're having to figure out what games we have to get rid of to get the next Keith Owen game. Ooh, and I'm, right <laughs> and like seriously, like I played Jurassic Park in uh, in the bars and whatnot, and I really enjoyed it. But now that I've gotten it home, it is addictive. It is just I, I can't even explain. Once you get that flow down and you get in the zone, like everyone knows that feeling when when you feel like the flippers are getting closer together because you just can't drain and you're hitting all the shots just beautifully, it, there's something magical happens. and and with your games, it rewards you for that. Like it's not chopping wood. It's not doing this and that. And I love that you, especially in Jurassic Park, I don't know with Avengers yet, but you can stack everything. Like I felt like, well, I guess you can't stack T-rex and and control room modes. But like I can knock out a dinosaur while I'm working on a T-Rex mode, or I can I can knock out a control room while I'm trying to capture another dinosaur, and it's just it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, thanks. I I think the key to stacking is uh, limit what you can't stack; otherwise, it just becomes hey, just stack everything. That becomes the thing.
1: Right. Correct. Well, and I think you were talking about, uh, if I remember correctly, you were talking about when you were starting uh, up designing. Lyman said to to make sure they they don't just go for the multi balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I've always thought about that. Um, is that it, it does make it feel different when you're playing a game because when I'm playing on a single ball, you're taking targeted shots. When you're playing a multi ball, especially at that first 10 seconds, I and mean, you're just hitting as fast as you can and looking at the flippers and knowing where the shots are, but not really following where the balls are.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've you know some people give you flack. Oh, Thor Multi is not worth very much. It was like, dude, you
1: hit the captive ball three times.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: what do you want? <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah, Bozo Multi Ball for a reason. It's also not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, however, it is good if you're trying to get that uh, that extra help though when you're uh, when you have that difficult uh, soul gem. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no,
2: it, it's a strategic Multi Ball. That's it's yes. a helper.
1: The Thor yeah. Helper. Yeah, I guess not Soul Gem, but you know, one of the other Power Gems, you're trying to, to just like, hey, I just need a, a few extra shots. So we so,
2: yeah, had the added thing on Avengers is all the uh, the drop target modes are, share a single timer. So if you re- if you start another mode while one's running, then that, that timer resets. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think Raymond, the, the party started, as uh, what Raymond calls it. Uh, once he starts one, he'll play that for a while, and then it start timer starts getting low, he'll try to bring in another one to reset the timer
1: yeah and and so that that is basically how all the because it doesn't really seem like when they're attacking you you know you you brought the deadpool thing when they're attacking you that seems to be more of just like how long you are taking right it's kind of a, a controlled yeah. descent on your on your power level right yeah yeah uh it's basically just a
2: bonus for finishing it faster but you can't lose you only lose by draining
0: well, but I also like I love on Jurassic Park though. Like T Rex multi ball can be as lucrative as you want it to be, or is what your skill range can be. You know, if if you're able to hit all those shots and then start the T Rex feed T Rex, man, you can blow that game up. So long as you're paying attention too, you got to hit the red arrows, not the blue ones. And just I, I, yesterday, I got 117 million on that, and I was just I, I felt like I like I was King Kong. Like it's just it, it amazes me the more and more. I am discovering about these games and I I cannot wait to get Avengers. Like I cannot wait to explore this game as well. And and the problem is you've ruined other games for me, Keith. Like seriously, like I can't go up to a nineties game now. Like I, I had attack for Mars. It was enjoyable. It really is. It's a fun game. There's a reason it's towards the top of the list, but it feels like it's missing something now because the depth of the games that, that our recent games have had. And I feel like you're, you're pushing pinball further because I don't know if it's because we all have ADHD or what it is. And so our, our brain demands more while we're playing pinball. But it, it's funny because like Jurassic Park just feels like to me, it, it hits that itch that I didn't know I, I needed in pinball.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my goal is to not necessarily have the deepest game in the world, but have a game with multiple paths.
1: Yeah. You, I, I think that is certainly uh, the key to a fun game. Where you don't want to just plot through the same path every single time, you know? yes. Yeah,
2: and also, it's important to me to have some kind of basic gameplay. So uh, Iron Maiden, you know, pretty much every shot works towards the cyber multiball. ball uh, Obviously, Jurassic Park, the the paddock is the main, you know, base gameplay. And Avengers, you're collecting Avengers as your base gameplay. So pr- I, I want every shot to mean something in some way, not just all or nothing. Well, you didn't get a motor or a multi-ball, you're just Shitting chats. Um, so, um, yeah, that that's my uh, philosophy right there.
0: Love it. It, it. Everything about it. It's just, it's fantastic. Seriously. I, I'm sorry. I, I sound like a little fanboy crushing. I do apologize. Yeah, but seriously, yeah like,
2: I, I'm pretty turned off right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I just, I, if you haven't played a Keith L1 game, please do yourself a favor. Go out to your favorite, your favorite game place or rent one for a month the whopping 200 bucks you support someone local and 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 play one of these because there's a reason that keith's games are all in the top what 20 of pin side easily avengers last time i checked avengers is at nine uh jurassic park is at two and iron maiden i want to say is at maybe 13 i can't remember i do apologize but but i mean that that's saying something all of your games are just up there and so there's there's got to be a reason for it so thank you sir (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry scott throwing you off throwing you off on a tangent again
1: so. oh no it's fine no I, I i was actually just thinking of any like anything else i mean legitimately they, um, you've kind of become my go-to designer for like uh the last games that will be uh leaving the house so it's uh yeah i it's right it, I, it's pushing the boundaries on what we're doing in pinball which is as as mm, it's an express train to a new new frontier that we didn't think was possible because I mean, pinball's been around for almost a 100 years. So it's- oh yeah
2: I, I've loved it since I was a kid I mean it's I'm enjoying myself.
0: So we heard that you're going for the big franchises now. And uh, we saw that Disney princesses are on this list. So when are we going to get our Keith Elwin Disney princesses game? That's what I really want to know. That's what the families across okay, Josh America Josh wants
1: know. to collect all the princesses. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. I want to get my gorillas <laughs> pin done.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. A little Clint Eastwood. Oh, yes. That would be awesome.
1: Wait, yeah. are you talking gorillas like the, the band? Yeah. Okay. The cartoon band. The cartoon band. How amazing right. would that be? That, it, it'd, it'd be actually, amazing. that would be pretty good. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think it's been done yet because they're more of a, I guess it depends on your definition of gorillas, but they're more of a hip-hop mix. We haven't really had that in pinball yet. That'd be that'd be amazing to see.
2: Yeah. That that artwork, though? Man.
0: Well, have you seen them live?
1: <laughs> well, kind of. <well, laughs> they had that movie that came out, right? Like that was the animated uh, concert movie. They do that. I think so. Yeah.
0: No, that that'd be legit. I would. I would. I would back that. But then again, I, like like Jeff Teola said, I think we kind of made Laundry day, day trending on on Facebook when when you talked about that. So people are really looking forward to their Keith Alwyn Laundry Day game. So
2: yeah, you know, household chores. That's one of my favorite Simpsons episodes where they had the, the yard work simulator. That's kind of, that's kind of oh, where I'm thinking there.
1: That would be amazing. Sounds a little Tom Sawyer-esque where you're uh, getting someone to out, to do your work where you're, uh, <laughs> yeah. the paint the fence multi-ball. Yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. Uh, well, Keith, I know that we have, uh, we've come up on, uh, basically an hour, but we know, uh. One, do you need any more hats? And two, we have a hoodie that we are just releasing that we'd love to send you a copy of that. Well, duh, so, yeah. yeah. I could use another hat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we just barely we just barely wrapped them up, so we'll get that sent off. Uh, go ahead and contact us, too, if any of the listeners are interested in uh, getting one of those suckers Uh uh, Josh just uh, got a new, uh, it's actually a pretty fun hoodie design because we had a few requests for that. And so we'll go ahead and throw that up on the Facebook page too.
0: Yeah, we just just barely finalized it. So uh, we'll definitely, I'll, I'll shoot you over a picture of it, Keith, and see what you think. I know Kate, we sent a picture to her because when we talked to you last time about our beanies, you're like, you got to talk to Kate. She's she's the one, when it comes to fashion, she'll lead you straight. So she's actually been helping us a little bit with it too. So
2: I just wore the beanie, uh, I think two days ago.
0: Oh, nice. There you go.
2: This lovely Chicago weather.
0: It's got to be better than this Utah weather. It it bounces from single digits up to net what we are 40 45 today. It's it's goofy, so.
1: Okay, but I I wear the old school beanie, the one with like the pom pom on the top and the stripes. Oh uh, yeah. That's that's the one I've been rocking, so. The 70s beanie. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's cuz it's fleece lined and you, like this and isn't I'm a bald. secret yeah. but you're bald. bald. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. 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 So. Hey. Hey, j- just, be, you know what my dad always said, uh, God only create a, a few perfect heads in the world. The rest he had to put hair on. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps up unless you have something else for us, Keith, that you want to, you want to talk about that it doesn't have to be pinball related, you know? So,
2: uh, well, since it's COVID, I'm not really doing much. So, uh, Oh,
1: wait, playing. wait, I, I saw something. You posted a drone footage. Was that like, Oh yeah. 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 So were you flying around your apartment? What was that?
2: Yeah. So that was a racing drone. Uh, also have a camera drone. Uh, that's something, yeah, that's my COVID hobby. Uh, it's flying drones around here, having a virtual life through them. <laughs> so you
0: got the real question is, are you going to go professional though? Cause I know they've got some insane stuff with, with the uh, drone racing and whatnot.
2: Oh yeah. A couple of my coworkers are, uh, do drone racing. They're actually the ones that got me into it. So, uh, it's something I've been screwing around with, but, uh, yeah, they take it way more seriously than I do, but uh, it's it is fun.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's way cool. It, yeah. I, I had no idea that was a thing, so I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah. You have never watched the drone races on TV? Uh,
1: no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I thought this was a fantasy. So. Nah, it's a thing. It's it's fun. All right. I recommend it.
0: Yeah. Well, we're gonna get you some uh, some swag out for you, Keith. And, uh, I think we'll go from
2: there. And right. so
0: we really do always appreciate you coming on, uh, chit chatting with us. And so, um,
2: yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me for
0: sure. Is there, um, I can't remember if you want people to contact you or not.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Probably swag if, I can give out. Uh,
0: if you want to contact Keith, how, how do we want to, how do
1: you get contacted?
2: Uh, you don't, that's, that's a beautiful thing.
1: Perfect. <laughs> now send a drone, send a drone.
2: Yes, yeah, send it. Send a
1: letter. Perfect.
0: Yeah. A, a postcard. Anywho. Yeah. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook at loser kid Pinball. We're also on Instagram and Twitch. Or if you want to get a hold of us the old school way, loser kid pinball podcast at gmail.com. We are coming up on episode 50. That is next. Uh, If you're looking to submit a clip, you got to do it by the 5th, which I want to say is this upcoming Saturday. So we've already got a handful of clips. There's some wonderful people that have dropped their voices and we'll be putting them on the show. And we'd we'd love to hear from you too. So got anything for us, Scott?
1: You know what? Um, Stay safe. Uh, Stay safe during the holidays. Uh, Support what you can with your local pinball places. And, uh, pick up a new machine, uh, pick up a new adventures, go ahead and put it home and, uh, you can, uh, just play to your heart's content until the, uh, COVID ends up. Oh, oh, one more thing before we go. Ryan
0: Kaz, Mr. Ryan C himself. It was his birthday the other day. So if you can wish him a happy birthday and I heard that you love sweet dancing moves. And so if you'll just record yourself dancing and send them to him, it would really brighten his day.
1: You can win a twerpy with that. Yes. <laughs> I would <laughs> best best dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Keith would
0: know if you want if you want professional advice on winning a twippy. Uh, Keith Keith's the man. So get your dance moves into Ryan, so you can get that twippy for sweet dance moves. I want
2: a twerpy. That's that's, that's my goal now.
0: Oh yeah, twerpy. Are you go- well? The real question is: Are you going for a final round? Reach around.
1: Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: That's that's their new awards. Yeah, so.
1: we're family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Hey, I did
0: I did not I did not write what the name of the the award was.
1: All right,
2: all right. All right.
0: <laughs> Take it up with Jeff and Martin if if you don't like the name of it. I I originally they were called the Roundy. I was fine okay. with the Roundy. All
1: right,
0: all right. All right. <laughs> all right, we better shut this down before it gets any worse. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Thanks again, Keith. All right, no problem.